Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, performance coach, now fully transitioned to brain performance coaching for mission-driven entrepreneurs, companies, self-employed professionals who want to optimize their brain performance and also their mental states like confidence, like drive, like motivation, like optimism, uh, instead of brain fog and anxiety and overwhelm and being distracted and being unfocused and all over the place. So I help people to optimize their brain to do their best and deliver their best service, get their best results, and ultimately change the world for the better and live their best life experience. So that's what my work is all about right now. And brain coaching. Today, we're going to speak about a couple of things. Yesterday, I attended an event that is organized by New Scientists. That is a magazine. Uh, they also have a lot of educational resources. Their mission, as I understand it, is popularizing science. And they have series of events dedicated to different topics. Um, this one, I believe, mental health um, and brain performance or brain health, something like that. So the event was led by a science journalist, and she recently released a book. It's called Brain Power, and it's all about how to eat, to live, to move, to train our brain, to have a happy, healthy brain for our whole life. So she kind of summed up all the science-based tools and protocols and advice and tips, all based on recent science. So she put it all together and brought to us the most practical, uh, easiest to implement kind of universal things. Also, because she's a journalist, you know, she... Yeah, is a great writer. So the book is a pleasure to read and all based on science, you know, no hype, no some keto diets, no, none of that. <laughs> so what a, I'm not against keto diets. I'm just, you know, a lot of it has to do with hype, overhyping things instead of delivering science in a, in an exciting way. So the book is amazing. And the event, uh, they of course focused of quite, for some time on nutrition for a healthy, happy brain. And I wanted to share with you the uh, takeaways and something that you can implement immediately. Um, a lot of those things you've already heard in this podcast. So how to feed a healthy, happy brain, high-performing brain with great cognition now, doesn't matter how old you are, and many years from now, right? So you are always in full capacity of your mind, and uh, your thoughts are clear, sharp, you have great memory, so, and you're happy and joyful, and you are self-aware, like uh, all of these great things, you know, clarity and focus. So how to feed that kind of brain and that kind of mental state? Principles are actually quite easy. Again, we talked a lot about these principles on this podcast. So let's start with what you gotta eat. Things like a lot of fruit and vegetables, no surprise here. Um, plant-based, but what scientists actually mean by plant-based is by volume, your meals should predominantly be plants. 
But also, especially for the brain, there is no doubt that eating things like fatty fish, mackerel, salmon, sardines, uh, eating things like lean meats, um, especially, you know, but, but also eggs, and then poultry, and then leaner parts of meats as a part of regular diet, that is a very beneficial thing for the brain. Uh, brain scientists, you know, brain nutritionists, uh, nutrition psychiatrists, all the people who connect mental states, brain performance and nutrition, uh, they all agree. A vegan and, you know, diet without animal products is not great for the brain. The brain does not like it. In fact, the brain grew when we started to eat things like fatty fish and um, other meats on a more regular basis. And then uh, there is also whole grains and whole beans. Right, so this is the base of the diet. And the most important factor, the most important principle to feed a healthy, happy brain and body, feed body also, guys, don't forget about that. If you feed a healthy, happy, feed brain, then your body is going to follow. So the most important principle was the less processed foods you eat, meaning anything, any product, anything packaged. It doesn't matter the ingredients, really. The the trend, they analyzed, you know, scientists analyzed a lot of data from different populations all across the world. There is one clear, very clear trend. The more foods in the package you eat, the, la- the more those foods are processed, the worse you're going to do not just with your brain, but with your with your body and all the de- possible degenerative diseases and all kinds of you know health complications. So the more products are in your diet instead of cooked meals and whole foods that come you know from Earth, they either grow or run or swim, and you cook them into meals. Like these are the foods for a healthy body and happy, healthy brain. All the packaged stuff. It doesn't matter you know, how natural, low-carb, low-fat, choose your, you know, poison or vitamin. It doesn't matter how great the marketing is and whatever super food and super powders they put into that food, it still doesn't matter. The trend stays the same. The more there is packaged food, the bigger the part of your diet that consists of all kinds of packaged products, the worse you're going to do. So this is the trend. This is not my opinion, right? Whatever you do with that, it's your personal choice. I'm not here to tell you anything to do. Something it's your choice. It's your decision. But I'm telling you what the the data shows. Um, Actually, I wanted to share with you uh, another interesting piece of research analysis that was shared by one of the very famous on Instagram nutritionists. Uh, he's in, uh, he has PhD in nutrition, so he actually is a really great scientist. A little bit edgy personality, but he is a great scientist and he analyzes a lot of nutrition data. Lane Norton, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, on uh, Instagram he's BioLane. So he published this data analysis showing that low-carb and keto diets are not the diet that have been shown uh, when we analyze all the populations, all the observational data from you know across the globe, um, keto and low and low carb diets. If you are interested in longevity and long term health, they're not the best. Like again, not my opinion. This is the data, and the reason why I transitioned from low carb and keto diets is. Number one, I started to feel worse and look kind of not that good either, even though I didn't eat much carbs and processed foods at all. 
But then the second thing, I, I actually looked at the data and I asked myself, what data do we actually have? Is this low-carb keto diet beneficial long-term? Like, there is no longest living population on Earth that eats low-carb keto diet and gets to live to 90 and 100 across the board without degenerative diseases, cognitive decline, etc. And these diets, they also feel very restrictive. They kind of mimic fasting, but who said that starving yourself long-term is a great thing for health? Um, so just another piece of data, observational data, you know, all the data analysis shows that the sweet spot is eating whole food-based diet, cooking meals out of all of that, and then eating normal amount of carbs. And that for most people is probably, I don't know, 150, 200, depending on your activity levels, but also, of course, depending on your metabolic health. If you already screwed up your metabolic health, then maybe you need to go low carb before you can start metabolizing carbohydrates normally. So that also might be an issue. A lot of people screwed up their um, sugar and metabolism, like blood sugar, I mean, and, and glucose, blood sh- glucose. So that piece of data. Another piece of data that he shared was saturated fats, long-term health, people who live to, you know, 100 in their best health, physical and cognitive, also seem not to be eating a lot of saturated fats. So if you're constantly eating beef and you were told that this is like the best thing since, I don't know, the beginning of human history, uh, probably not the great idea. And I, when I work with my clients, I always say, Go for a variety of whole foods and you'll save your save yourself from a lot of problems. Problems start to usually happen when we stick with just very rigid one thing, like eating just meat or eating just fruit or eating... I, by the way, I've done all of that, so <laughs> I'm not telling you anything uh, this from the... Um, some podium or distant place. I actually experienced a lot of that. And long-term, all of that started to go south for me. And I believe for a lot of people too, if you get your own personalized data, you compare your blood work, your performance, how happy and joyful you feel. You know, that's another aspect that I wanted to share, guys. If you are on a low-carb keto diet, And even if it was proven to be the best diet for everything, but you feel like shit every day on it, you know, this is not a good diet. (laughs) If you feel miserable every day, like, what? (laughs) What diet worth it? Seriously. Like, do you have, do you get some superman status because you follow low-carb and keto diet? Data shows it's not best for your health or your performance or your longevity. So why do you want to do it? Again, unless you have a medical condition, that makes it more beneficial than other ways of eating. I really do not understand because, well, again, I don't understand because I, I looked at the data. I asked a lot of scientists. I asked a lot of people who do a lot of nutrition research and nutrition research analysis, right? The data does not support low-carb and keto diets unless, again, the person have people have compromised their metabolic health and now they need to go through the period of maybe carbohydrate restriction to restore their health. And maybe they have to stay that long term. Who knows, right? Maybe, but the point is, if you're pretty healthy, don't go for low-carb and keto diet just because it's it's a silly thing. It's not supported by data. And now let's get to some practical stuff, some homework for you to do on the weekends. I'm going to give you, I'm going to share with you a list of brainy foods that by most 
researchers of brain performance, of brain health, short and long term, cognition, memory, mental health, happiness, uh, great learning abilities. To feed that kind of brain, uh, there has been a lot of research around a lot of nutrients and foods. And here is a list that is recommended by a lot, a lot of brain scientists, brain nutritionists, people into brain performance and brain health. A lot of these foods I recommend to all of my clients going through either cancel brain fog, five-day challenge, uh, or on our call. I ask people what they eat regularly, and if they don't have these foods, I highly recommend them to put these foods on their shopping list. And that that is exactly what I recommend you to do. Put these foods that are missing in your weekly meal plan, put these foods on your shopping list, and over the weekend get that and start eating them on a regular basis. So fatty fish, uh, things like salmon, mackerel, sardines, herring, um, go for them. They are among the most essential foods for the brain because of uh, fatty acids, omega-3s, APA, DHA. DHA is a especially important structural fat for the brain. So a healthy, happy brain uh, cannot survive without these fats. And the best sources are still food sources for the quality and the effect they have on brain health. Um, they even say that eating fatty fish might be just as effective or at least increase many folds the effect of antidepressants. So, fatty fish, eat it. I personally recommend, if you are really into brain health, five times per week plus, I eat it every day, a can of sardines or a piece of salmon, about three, four ounces. Um, A lot of brain researchers say that at least a couple of times per week. Uh, Let's get to the next food item. So I'm actually browsing through this list on brainfeed.com website. And the link is going to be in the show notes, by the way, guys. So now we have eggs for memory and learning. Eggs uh, is the richest, exact, the richest source of acetylcholine that is an essential nutrient for memory formation, for learning, for a lot of other things. But if you want to optimize your brain and learning capacity, then eggs, you need to eat those. Don't care, don't worry about cholesterol because we need cholesterol and cholesterol in eggs has nothing to do with our heart health or um, any other important biomarkers of health. So eat those eggs. Uh, Or also I personally do recommend to supplement with a substance that mimics that neurotransmitter that is important for memory and learning that is in eggs. That's on for another day. Just eat eggs. The recommendation is at least one egg a day. I usually recommend for people who are into brain health and performance, at least two, more like two to four. Uh, The next food for your shopping list, by the way, quality of eggs does matter. Go for um, pastured. That is the best kind of chicken. You want to get your eggs from pastured that they roam around and live their chicken life freely. Now we have berries for antioxidants and different kinds of compounds that are known by the name of polyphenols. 
berries like strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries uh, have been shown to be the most beneficial for brain health, to decrease brain inflammation, to increase your capacity to calculate, to make better decisions, uh, to be better with focused attention. Um, berries have a lot, a lot of benefits that the... I can't even, you know, start to to list all of the benefits, like improve cognitive skills, memory, learning, decision making, again, uh, your ability to make calculations, uh, flavonoids, or those plant compounds in berries promote the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor, a protein that stimulates the formation of new brain cells. <clears throat> a very important chemical in our brain. So add berries to your list. And by the way, guys, you don't have to go for fresh. Here in Mexico, for example, we do not have a lot of good fresh berries, but they have quite a lot of frozen uh, good quality strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. And they say that nutrients in frozen berries are actually absorbed better. Now we get avocados that are great for the brain for two reasons. Sources of precursor, what that made of. Dopamine, the molecule of drive, motivation, focus, attention. If you want to get things done, you got to have a lot of dopamine. Avocados are great for that. They have, again, in them the precursor to make dopamine. And also, they have a lot, a lot of monounsaturated fats that have been proven to increase circulation in our brain. How much? By the way, for the berries, it's about at least a cup a day. And then for avocados, they say one third, one half. And then we get kale and similar nutrient-dense green vegetables, green leafy vegetables like spinach or bok choy or collard greens or Swiss chard. Not your lettuce, but these specific vegetables. Also, broccoli, Brussels sprouts come very close to the same vegetables. And these vegetables are rich in vitamin C that is in, an important antioxidant for the brain. They're rich in B vitamins. They um, are rich in folate, in vitamin K that is super important for verbal memory, for example. Uh, they reach in a lot of antioxidants, of course. They also would very often have good amount of omega-3 fatty acids, the plant-based anti-inflammatory essential fats for the brain. What else? And um, more often, things, for example, like kale actually have also precursor for dopamine. So if you want to feel more motivated, eat your greens as well. Something else that... Um, I don't even eat that often. I should look into that. Sea vegetables, things like seaweed, nori, kelp. These are wakame. These are the names of seaweed. They are so rich in highly absorbable minerals, especially iodine. You know, um, before they added iodine to a lot of salts, although that's not a default in you know most of the places right now. So. Uh, Make sure that you eat enough iodine that is important for thyroid that has a lot of effect on a healthy brain. Iodine is a very, it's, it's an essential mineral and people who don't get enough of it and the richer sources are again things like seaweed or seafood. People who don't get enough iodine have a lot of cognitive problems. They actually did some statistical analysis and it showed that 
in populations where iodine consumption is low, that was low before, but then they introduced iodine into their supply, their IQ actually grew by quite a few points. Uh, but besides iodine, sea vegetables are rich in many nutrients that can increase your IQ, literally. And they also have a lot of compounds to promote or um, stimulate or help to create uh, different neurotransmitters like dopamine or GABA or serotonin that are important for a lot of productive um, neurotransmitters and also neurotransmitters of calm and peace and happy feelings in our brain. And then we have dark chocolate that has 1,500, more than that, different plant compounds, plant chemicals. Uh, chocolate has been shown to improve circulation to our brain, to improve cognition, learning abilities, to make us feel happier, to give us enough stimulation to uh, have our memory, our focus increased, but not too much, you know, buzz and caffeine to get us over the edge into anxiety. Chocolate is, is such a powerful superfood that will also actually increase the amount of dopamine produced and will help you to stay more motivated, working harder, with more meaning um, on your important goals. My personal recommendation is 30 grams of 85% and more dark chocolate. Now, guys, walnuts, this is the brainy nut. It has one of the best ratios of essential fats, omega-3s to omega-6s. It has a lot of compounds that improve cognition and protect brain from possible damage. So walnuts, uh, one brainy nut. Uh, I personally always recommend to get for a generous handful of walnuts every day, maybe with your yogurt or as a snack. And then... Guys, last but not least, besides eating enough protein, of course, because protein is needed to create those chemical messages that our neurons, our nerve cells use to communicate with each other. And without that communication, no brain work is going to happen effectively. So besides eating sufficient amount of protein, you know, some protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, hopefully consisting of those other brainy foods that have additional benefits, um, like fatty fish or eggs. So besides that, Add some curry spice or turmeric into your meals, um, half a spoon or even a whole teaspoon into your meals. Turmeric is one of the best brainy spice that have, has been shown to cross blood-brain uh, barrier much easier, uh, decreasing uh, inflammation in the brain a lot, uh, stimulating the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor that helps to grow new cells and also helping the brain to regenerate and repair itself. So turmeric has a lot to do with our uh, healthy and effective uh, cognitive abilities. So I personally cook with it every single day. That's why my all my food kind of... My mom said that it tastes kind of different. Oh, what did I say? It's, it tastes kind of the same all the time. Um, but, you know, my, um, I have a benefit of a very well-functioning brain. So add all these foods to your list. Re-listen to this episode if you need to uh, remember these foods. Train, by the way, 
brain training is still a thing, so train your memory, remember this list, and try to pick up all of these things on the next trip to uh, a grocery store or while ordering online, that I personally do quite often these days, especially for the items that I don't really need to pick up myself, right, saves you time and brain capacity to make other more important decisions. So shop for these brainy foods. Uh, Remember that the best diet for the brain is a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables, fatty fish, eggs, lean meats, whole beans and grains. Uh, The less packaged foods, the better. That is a definite train. And when it comes to carbohydrates, especially for the brain performance, low-carb and keto is not the best for brain performance, especially if you have a healthy brain without seizures and epilepsy. You know, that's actually what um, keto was used originally for. So, if you have a pretty healthy brain already and you want your brain to shine, then eat your whole food carbohydrates, especially from things like lentils and beans that have the most amount of fiber and will help you your brain to have that fuel for much longer time, helping you to stay into in the focus state, in the flow state much, much longer. So there was a lot of information today, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy, enjoyed it. Hope now you are much more um, if equipped to feed your healthy, happy brain. If you have any questions, guys, please do reach out. Please uh, let me know what other tips, advice you'd appreciate and you find very useful. I'll provide all of this and more as usual. Do your brain grocery, grocery shopping. And guys, till next time, as usual, eat better daily.